Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is August 7th, 2023. It is Monday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Weed Witches Journal. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Some people believe holding on and hanging in there are signs of great strength. However, there are times when it takes much more strength to know when to let go and then do it by Ann Landers. Um, that's really, that actually like really hits home for me. I completely, oh, I don't, I do remember. I actually posted like some really private stuff on my Instagram, like my private Instagram, which I don't, it's private and you have to like be approved to uh, you know, cause it's, it's my personal Instagram and like, actually there's some listeners on there. Uh, but, um, I actually posted a series of stories about like something really terrible that had happened to me. And it was something I didn't think I would ever feel strong enough to share, but I mean, you can't keep this Aries down, right? Just give me a few months and I'll be out there like screaming from the rooftops. Um, but I kind of ended it with a similar sentiment, which was, Accepting someone's treatment of you is never proof of your strength. It's never proof of your flexibility and understanding, which I think is a kind of a difficult lesson for some of us to learn, right? That sometimes we view that of, oh, I'm being so accommodating, I'm being so flexible, I'm not taking it personally, and we view that as like strength, when in reality, accepting poor treatment will never prove that. And um, yeah, I really like this. Also, thank you for letting me take last week off. Um, The heat here was just unbearable. And while I do have uh, window units and I do have fans, it was just one of those situations where um, it wasn't even a temperature thing. Something about the humidity, the weight of the air was just so overwhelming. And usually I'm very energetic and motivated and I do so much and I'm so productive. And it's just like, again, my Ariesness just running around. Um, but this heat is making doing anything feel unbearable. So I appreciate the break. I have no idea how I'm going to handle this next summer, but I'm going to have to consider it if this is the new norm. I don't know if we take summer off. I'm not sure. If you have ideas, please let me know. I'm open to thoughts about how to handle this in the future, just for the month of July at least, because I have a feeling this is just the new normal. So um, I'm open to suggestions. All right, witches, what are we drinking today? We are actually drinking all of our tea iced right now. 
I purchased ice trays, which I've never been an ice person. I've never had ice in my home. I don't, I'm not against it. It's just not something I ever think about. Uh, now I have ice. So I've been drinking all of my teas cold. And today we are drinking Flower Moon. This is in honor of spring. It was with the florals of the lavender and the cornflowers and the vanilla and bergamot and orange. It's just very spring alive. So uh, it's absolutely wonderful. It's definitely a win if you like Earl Grey tea. If you're into Earl Grey, this is the tea for you. It is a lavender Earl Grey and it is wonderful. So this tea has black tea, lavender, orange, blue cornflower, vanilla, and bergamot. So we're talking about lavender today. Oof. I am so into lavender right now. There is a distillery right down the road from me, a few blocks. It's a rum distillery. And I actually went there with one of our podcast listeners and we did a rum tasting, but they also sold syrups. And I purchased this lavender peppercorn syrup, and I have been putting it in my coffees and my teas, and it is wonderful. So lavender, let's talk about it. It is definitely not underrated. It's no secret everybody loves it. So I'm probably not going to tell you anything you do not know. So this comes to us from SpaGoddess.com, and we're focusing a little bit on aromatherapy today. I love aromatherapy. It was the first which class I ever took, and it stuck with me. <laughs> so lavender, healing for body, mind, and spirit. So the amazing and abundant healing properties of lavender have been utilized for centuries. Lavender plants are believed to originate from the Mediterranean, the Middle East, and India. Indeed, the history of humans using lavender for healing can be traced back over 2,500 years. And lavender derives from the Latin lavir, meaning to wash. So the Romans used the beautiful blue violet lavender flowers in their baths to relieve fatigue and stiff joints and in their beds and clothes to keep bugs away. They even used lavender to scent their hair. Oh, I love that. Medieval Europeans considered lavender to be an emblem of love. Lavender is a true adaption and is universally considered a healing herb. Lavender goes into your system and works where it is needed to help your mind, body, and or spirit find balance. So lavender's aroma is simultaneously stimulating and relaxing, and there's nothing quite like the refreshing green herbal floral, and yeah. So I'm one of those people, scent is very powerful for me, as it is most people. Uh, I can actually, I have a smell, a scent that I associate with every home I've ever lived in. And it is usually the first candle I burned in the house. And it was never intentional. It's something I noticed later. But my first solo apartment, my first tiny little studio that I lived in in Hyde Park in Tampa, it was tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, I didn't even have an oven or a fridge. It was like a stove incubator. It was a, a little mini fridge and two burners and a sink. And I got by just fine. I, I still cooked and did all the things I currently do. Uh, but the first candle I ever burned was Henry Bendel's lavender. And some, I, st I think I still have one. Um, I've, I have a few of the Bendel candles left. They're my absolute favorite. And I'm afraid to burn them because Bendel's is gone forever. 
And uh, that lavender smell, when I smell it, I go back to being like 23 in my first apartment. And ah, uh, this current apartment, my candle is, um, it's like the uh, cafe in Paris, Paris Cafe from Bath and Body. It's a coffee scent. And it was my first candle I burned when I moved to New Orleans. So that's like the scent I remember. But yeah, lavender uh, is my, is really like, a happy, uh, happy little memory for me. So, yeah. All right, witches. We are moving into some headlines. Okay, you know I had to bring this up. Try not to roll your eyes. I had, I had, I, I had to. If I didn't, I would have gotten like reviews being like, mur, 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 mur. so I had to. NPR. That worked. <laughs> U.S. recovered non-human biologics from ufo crash sites former intel official says i'm gonna be honest do i believe in ufos i don't know it's just one of those things where i don't have too much of like a special interest in it so i've never formed a concrete opinion but it's one of those things where if someone if we came out like with evidence i'd be like yeah that makes sense like i don't think i'd be shocked either way also, I'm in love with Dan Aykroyd, and he believes in aliens, and that's good enough for me, I think. So let's see what they say. Three military veterans testified in Congress, highly anticipated hearing on UFOs Wednesday, and this was July 27th, including a former Air Force intelligence officer who claimed the U.S. government had operated a secret multi-decade reverse engineering program of recovered vessels. He also said the U.S. has recovered non-human biologics uh, from the alleged crash sites. But while the topic of Little Green Men did come up, much of the discussion centered on improving processes for reporting unidentified aerial phenomena. The military's term for UFOs, uh, which is that instead of like what we call UFOs. And basically, there are calls to remove stigma from aviators who report these, which I agree. I agree. Um, she was having a conversation with somebody about that today, about how these little communities, which is so normal for all these little communities to have their own little cultures, but how reporting things is often so highly viewed as a slight against your community. We see that in law enforcement where if one like one law enforcement person reports another one for like bad stuff, the person who reports is often shunned or emotionally like shunned from like their community. And we see that in all kinds of things. We see it in medical, we see it in um military and so i do agree there needs to be less stigma for people who just report important things because at the end of the day um uh, it's not cool that people are risking social shunning for trying to do the right thing you know so i agree with that but yeah i don't know what are your thoughts on this can someone create a post in the facebook group and uh share your thoughts on this you know i don't know it's interesting all right which is also the memes have been fantastic that's it. If you've seen the alien TikTok memes, it's a good time. Okay, I am throwing this over to our lovely moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, August 7th. 
The waning gibbous moon moves from furiously burning Aries to ponderously plodding Taurus today. Here, the moon trines Mercury. Mercury is currently in its home sign of Virgo, so today is a good day for any sort of research or analytical work. With the trine to the moon, taking some time to journal about your feelings could be very useful and possibly eye-opening. The support from Mercury could also make this a good day to talk about your feelings or even talk through your feelings with someone. Your daily moon mantra is, our feelings are our most genuine path to knowledge. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Interested in taking your weed witchery to the next level or wanting to get started? The Weed Witch's Journal by author Carrie Connor blends the worlds of cannabis and magic together to help you document, explore, and expand your daily practices. Dig deeper into yourself with intuitive insights, mystical visions, shadow work, or connect to nature for starters. Want to explore your creativity? Dive in with my vibe, inspirational ink, and the flower power activities. Looking to practice your skills? Get attuned with pendulum work and one card reading. Plus, document your practices with full moon, new moon, spell tracker, ritual tracker, and more. Order the Weed Witch's Journal now from your favorite bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So we are in the season of Lamas. It began August 1st. So let's talk a little bit about it. uh, Lamas, Lunacid whatever you like to call it, or Luna said, um, it is the bread holiday, as I like to call it. So let's dig into it. This is from the Boston Public Library. So Lamas, also known as Lunasad or Lunasa, is a pagan holiday and one of the eight Wiccan Sabbaths during the year. Each Sabbath marks a seasonal turning point, and this one occurs on August First, however, you know me, I consider it like the season of which honestly is how I believe uh, the people in which these holidays are trying to base off of practiced it. So essentially, it's halfway between summer and fall. Oh, Jesus, I hope so. I can't stand this heat anymore. This holiday celebrates the grain harvest. Grain is a very important crop for most civilizations. If the grain was left in the fields for too long or if the bread made from the grain was not baked in time, families might starve. As we talked about before, so much of the Wheel of the Year is highly based off of food uh, because food was life, right? And not having a rain or not having a crop was devastating. So when I always uh, try to help people remember what the holidays are about, I try to tell them, okay, think about what dangers there were to the food. And then you can figure out what the holiday is. So if you saw Lamas and you're like, wait, what's Lamas about? And you go, okay, I am a, a European peasant. And my food's in danger. Why? And that's how you figure out what the holiday's about. So Lamas, which would have been, again, August 1st, we're halfway between summer and fall, which means it is hot. It is hot, hot, hot. Um, So you're thinking, oh, but it's hot. My crop should be fine. Um, But it can get too hot, right? And now we're risking grains. Uh, So the word Lamas comes from the old English phrase, loaf moss. So, mosses of loaves. 
In some traditions, this day honors the Celtic god Lu. This celebration is uh, Lu. So, yeah, that's another thing. It's also about sacrifice because of Lu. So the whole thing, I believe it was Lu's mother who did the work. Of course, the holiday is named after him. Who, neither here nor there. I'm not a, I'm not a historian. I'm not a scientist. Um, but apparently Lu's mother performed a great sacrifice for Lu. And so Lamas is also sometimes corresponding with sacrifice. What are you willing to sacrifice? And uh, so a lot of people tend to make bread and things during this holiday. So let's think of ways to celebrate. I'm going to tell you, I've been on a bread journey. So I'm good. I unintentionally celebrated. Uh, but this comes to us from tinyritual.com. Six ways to celebrate Lamas. Uh, one, eat bread. Lamas is traditionally a celebration of grain. Um, humans have been living off bread for the whole of human history. Bread is so important. So make some bread. It's like the staple of food, of life. Make bread. Try to make sourdough. Actually, don't. It's a lot of work. I've been doing it. It's hard. Just buy some yeast. I'm not trying to tell you to not get into sourdough, but don't get into sourdough for like one holiday. You have to commit to it. But bake some bread. Um, it's really nice. You can have a llamas feast. Prepare a feast with local ingredients. Remember, we're honoring abundance. We're happy the sun's out. Our food is growing. Uh, head to the farmer's market if you can get something local. Decorate your table with fresh flowers, sunflowers. Ooh, pretty, pretty. Uh, you can do candles. Beeswax candles is nice. Ooh, honey. Try to get into honey. Um, oh, my gosh. Honey. Do honey bread. So lovely. You can journal. Everyone loves journaling, sort of. So you can journal about what has come into your life. What are you grateful for? What are you gracious for? Things like that. You can clean up a space in nature. So go to your local park and pick up trash. Uh, there's always trash on my street because I live one block. I shouldn't say where I live. I might have already have. But I live really close to like a main New Orleans street. And there's always trash. So that's actually something I should do. You can create an offering to the earth, which is always nice. And you can also decorate your sacred space, altar, or home. Think wheats. And again, sunflowers. Um, crystals that represent the sun. Uh, citrine. It's just really nice. Beeswax candles. Kiki makes the best beeswax candles. They're so cute. So, yeah, you have so many options. Or just get some, go to the grocery store and buy, like, a piece of fruit that you've never eaten before and you have no idea how to eat um this is just me spe this is just me uh you know being crazy so go to the grocery store next time you go grocery shopping and buy the a fruit that you've never had before and you've never eaten and just research it and be like what is this fruit about what is it like symbolize is there magical correspondences and then learn how to eat it i still can't figure out how to eat mangoes I'm hoping one day someone will show me. And until then, um, that is my elusive fruit. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Beth. Beth, you fancy scrumptious Loch Ness monster. Theophrias, you playful bombastic butterfly. 
Cat J, you starry-eyed, brilliant unicorn nurse. And Amy Sue's, you noble, sparkling fire dragon. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, we do have a card pull today. Our card today is the Five of Stakes from the Buffy Tarot. The Five of Stakes finds you feeling like you've stumbled into a pack of teenagers turned hyenas. Snarling, growling, infighting. It's even worse than dodgeball. Your job is to avoid getting pulled into the fray. How can you stop and listen to what everyone is saying? How can you learn from differing opinions? This card encourages you to seek value in conflict, to uplift underrepresented voices, and rise above the pack. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. A little housekeeping. We do have our live show tonight. So if you want to watch me live record Friday's episode, go check that out. And that's it. It's on our Patreon, in case you don't know. Uh, that's it. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources. Anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Okay, bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day. Full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>